Hey, Jason. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Good. How about yourself? Good, good. Can you hear me okay? I can. Perfect. Um, yeah, this is the first time I've done this through Anchor. It seems to be working great. Oh, pretty cool. Yeah, I, saw, I watched that video. It's a pretty, pretty cool concept. Yeah. yeah it's, I like it a lot so far. Um, yeah, and um, good to talk to you. How are you doing? Good, good. Um, so I'll introduce you real quick. Mark um, Lyle is from Atmos Home and down in Florida doing a really cool smart home hub and a lot of other devices. Um, thanks for joining us on the podcast, Orlando Smart Homes Podcast. Um, thanks for having me, Jason. Oh, you're so welcome, yeah. And I just have a few questions real quick. Uh, it What you're doing seems really cool. It seems like it's tying everything together and pulling everything off your phone just to, to get along and work together. So um, if you will, tell us about um, the Smart Home Control System. Okay. Well, the Atmos Smart Home Control is a complete home automation control system. It's voice activated as well as having a touchscreen interface, so it can interact with all different kinds of smart home devices. It's also a personal assistant like uh, we're used to with Siri or Alexa, so you can ask it questions, it'll give you the answer. But in this case, both spoken and visually via the touchscreen. It can show you things like recipes and read them to you in the kitchen. You can use it to control any of your home entertainment devices, such as audio and video systems. Um, it's a video intercom from room to room, um, or you can chat with your loved ones outside the house via the Atmos app. You can order food, order an Uber. Um, it's like a complete home dashboard and control center. That sounds really cool. Um... How did you get the idea? Well, a few years ago, I was putting my own smart home together, home automation system, um, with a few different devices, smart climate control, remote control light switches, and, and things like that. This was before we had uh, an assortment of Wi-Fi light bulbs to choose from. Um, and I kept running into the same issue over and over. There just didn't seem to be a really good option for controlling all these devices in a really user-friendly way, uh, user-friendly way without you know, going to the expense of hiring a home automation company to come into your house and custom design a system and program it for you. So I felt like if I'm having this problem, there must be other people that are in the same boat trying to put together their systems and, and running into the same roadblock. So I started reaching out to various friends and some people on the Internet and forums and stuff like that and found that it seemed to be a common problem. In fact, I even reached out to some industry professionals, and, and the response I kept getting was, wow, this is this is exactly what we need. Yeah, and um, now you can currently do everything on your phone, um, but this is different. It is, and we feel like that smartphone control for most of these devices, um, we feel like that's a big part of the problem You know, in the industry. We've got all these smart devices now that have been coming out, whether they're lights, climate control, locks, cameras, etc. And each of them from every different manufacturer all have their own app to control them with. So, And none of these devices talk to each other for the most part. It's just really becoming a confusing mess. You know, imagine a scenario where you buy, let's say, some Philips Hue smart lights online. You like them. Then you're in Home Depot a few weeks later and decide you want some more smart lights. They've got some on sale, and you buy those, thinking that they're going to work the same way or work together, but they don't. So now you've got two separate apps on your phone just to control a few light bulbs and then add another app for your thermostat, et cetera, et cetera. You see where this is going. So I don't know about you, Jason, but 
I don't want to have to use my phone to control my lights, my temperature, my climate control, anything else. And most of these, you know, these manufacturers, these companies making these smart home devices, they act like, you know, this is the holy grail, being able to control this stuff with your phone. But, um, it, you know, they promote it like it's amazing and futuristic, but reality is you have to get out your phone, you have to unlock it, find the right app, wait for the app to open, all of this on a, on a small phone screen, it's a really frustrating way uh, just to turn on the lights. So that's where we come in, where Atmos comes in. You know, we put the controls back where they've been for the last 130 years in, you know, the form of a light switch. We put it back on the wall, and because it's what people are used to, and we've ha- received a ton of positive feedback that, yes, I, I want a physical device that's not my phone that I can use to interact with all these uh, smart home devices that I have. So, and from the Atmos, you know, control system, you can do do it all. Everything: lights, climate, security, appliances, entertainment. Um, every smart home device you've got, and all from a central point. And how about how does it work with Alexa or Amazon Echo? Yeah, you know, we we think Echo is a, a really great product. They've they've sold millions of the thing now. It's really been a surprise runaway hit, and. You know, the same with Google Home, and I'm sure the Apple HomePod is going to be great, too. Um, they're really good at controlling a few of your devices, but if you try dimming the lights to a specific level or setting your music or TV volume level to, to a real specific level, it's, it's really impossible to do with voice control. We still, we, we, you know, people are finding that we still need physical controls uh, that we can touch for a lot of functions in our home. And then when it comes to, you know, Alexa, Amazon Echo, Google Home, et cetera, you know, we know that it's, it's an audio-only device. It's a smart speaker. Um, so this creates the issue with, with a lot of our smart home products and devices that are uh, coming out now incorporate video in some way, shape, or form, whether it's a video doorbell or a video baby monitor. Even some of these smart refrigerators have cameras in them. And... The Echo, Google Home, Apple HomePod, etc. They're, they're audio-only devices, so you can't utilize any of the video functions of these smart home devices that are coming out now. So, and just like we know, you and I both know also that home automation isn't a new concept. You know, we've seen it on TV shows and in the movies forever, like the Jetsons and the Iron Man house. And you know, there there have been smart home technologies available now for a couple of decades to automate some of the some very specific pieces of our homes, but they also rely on older communication standards um, that are not built into any of these voice control devices like the Echo, um, or even into our smartphones for that matter. So there's literally millions of devices out there that communicate with uh, standards or protocols like Zigbee and Z-Wave, um, and none of these voice-only products or audio-only products or our smartphones are compatible with any of these devices directly. You would actually have to add additional hardware and complexity to your home to make either Alexa or your smartphone compatible with these devices. And there are still millions of of Zigbee and Z-Wave devices being built today because it's even though it's an older standard, it's not a bad standard. In fact, it's very good, Um, great, in fact, at controlling home automation types of tasks. They're very secure standards and uh, very low power. So th- those are all good things, and, but unfortunately, the, the Amazon Echoes and the Google Homes don't work with these standards. So, you know, that's another area where Atmos comes in. We solve these issues. Um, because there's a, a touchscreen, um, you've got 
the ability to fine-tune, have fine-tuned control over things like your lights and, and volume levels and, and climate and so forth. And obviously with the touchscreen or with the screen itself, there's the ability to incorporate video from any of the smart home devices you might have that support it. Uh, then there's the compatibility. Atmos is compatible with every major smart home standard, every major home automation standard in existence, whether it's Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, BLE, ZigBee, Z-Wave, and even infrared for some of the um, devices that are still controlled by an old-school handheld remote. Yeah, it's amazing that uh, others aren't doing this, like tying everything together and making everything work together, right? Yeah, that's what we thought, too. You know, we were kind of surprised that, you know, there, there hasn't really been a good solution to date because there has been so much activity in the space, in the smart home space in general, that there hasn't been a really good solution. And, and I think people keep hoping, you know, you, you look at things like, uh, you know, Apple HomeKit, and they have, you know, attempted to combine all the home control functions into a single uh, kind of an app, the Apple Home uh, app, but that created the issue of uh, now manufacturers of the devices having to get their devices certified by Apple and adding in an extra piece of uh, uh, an extra chip basically into their devices to be compatible with with HomeKit. So the 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 issue is very well the industry is very well aware of the issue. Um, there just hasn't been a good solution to date. Yeah, so that's interesting. So where do you where does that most go from here? Well, first off, we just launched a Title III equity crowdfunding campaign. And for those not familiar with what that is, with the enactment of the final provisions of the Obama Jobs Act from way back in 2012, now anyone is allowed to invest in technology startups or any other type of startup, not just, uh, not just the affluent like was previously the case. So you can find that campaign and all the details uh, revolving around it at startengine.com forward slash atmos. On the development side, we are in the final phases now of our uh, development process, and we're going to be opening, opening up for a limited number of pre-orders in just a few more weeks on our site, which is at atmoshome.tech. That's atmos, A-T-M-O-S, home, T-E-C-H. You can also uh, register there to be notified when this limited number of pre-orders uh, becomes available. Um, we're also running a contest there where you can win a complete Atmos smart home system, which includes the Atmos uh, control unit itself, as well as a couple of other devices that we've uh, been developing as well, which I'll tell you about here in a minute. But you can also find that on our site. So as I mentioned, we've got a couple new products in the development pipeline. The first one we call it, it the Atmos Expand. It's a, um, it's a smart light switch. Uh, but with a high-resolution touchscreen, it allows you to integrate um, smart lighting into your home without having to change out your existing light bulbs. So no Wi-Fi light bulbs uh, included here or needed. Um, it'll work with all your existing bulbs. So it integrates seamlessly, and you can control your lights on the smart switch touchscreen itself or with your voice or with the main Atmos smart home control system or even with your phone if that's what you want to do. Um, we've also developed a proprietary technology that allows our smart lighting system to continue to function normally, even if there's no Wi-Fi connection for some reason or another. If your Wi-Fi goes out, something goes wrong, um, our smart lighting system, um, in combination with our smart home control system, will continue to work seamlessly. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. Uh, and then we've 
let's see. We've also been developing a new smart speaker, and you might wonder why. Why are you doing a smart speaker too? There's the Echo and the uh-huh. and the HomePod and all these other things. Well. Ours is really tightly integrated with our system. If you really like our system and our control interfaces and so forth, then this smart speaker is very tightly integrated into that Atmos ecosystem. So that means that you can control the other elements of your smart home from your smart speaker through the Atmos system. Also, in addition to being a much higher performance audio experience than other smart speakers. So um, it's also the first voice-activated smart speaker on the market with an integrated touchscreen. So this is going to give you, um, you know, nice access to your volume, you know, precise access to your volume controls or any lighting and climate controls that you'd like to utilize through the Atmos system, um, as well as the video functionality of having a small touchscreen there. So for things like displaying music visuals or accessing your other smart devices, etc. So we're we're putting together what we feel is a really amazing product lineup, and it's meant to be extremely visually appealing and, and effortlessly functional and really be the centerpiece of your smart home experience. I agree. And um, yeah, I, years ago, I had a, a good opportunity. I, I toured um, a, a movie director or actually a producer's home who had all of this. I, I think well, it's, I think what you're talking about, but I think, I'm pretty sure it was crush drawn. And so there, was, I, there were iPads in every room and it was just amazing, but of course that was probably a few hundred thousand dollars that he had spent on it. Exactly, um, and Crestron and Control Four and Savant; those are some of the companies that do cater to those custom-built, custom-programmed systems where it, it really revolves around the the equipment that you've got in your home, and it's very, very expensive to not only buy the equipment, but to have it installed. And every time you make a change, you have to have a professional come out and update the programming in the system. So it's very – so while that's, a, you know, a good fit and has been a good fit for years for these very, very customized and elaborate home automation, um, home theater systems in many cases, um, for the everyday, um, you know, homeowner who owns, you know, a few smart devices, and those are going to be more – more and more common um, in our homes just because the uh, most of the devices we buy now are just going to be smart by their very nature by default. So we felt like it made sense to have a mainstream device that could then interact with all these devices um, due to the default smart nature of those devices that are, that are coming out now. Yeah, so that's where in, in my head as I picture smart home stuff and I just think of that. I think that's going to be every home, um, but obviously it, it's the price is going to come down, is coming down, and the technologies are going to get so amazing and work well because even at that level, they 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 need a, a professional to help them with everything, and so that it seems to me like what I've thought about for the last five years. I think you're going to get done, and it's going to be at an affordable price where it could be in every home. Exactly, and that's exactly what we're trying to accomplish. Make it affordable, make the user interface extremely intuitive, very easy to use, and very easy to understand so that it doesn't take a technology uh, professional or guru to be able to interact with this thing. Just make it very, very simple. But the other big piece of this for us is um, we want this to be very, very polished, very clean, both uh, in terms of the user interface itself 
um, but also the physical device itself. You know, um, Nest, uh, for example, the smart thermostat company, built a very successful company, um, and they weren't the first company to uh, really invent the smart thermostat, but they made it beautiful. They really did. They did a really nice job of producing a very polished, nice-looking device that, that feels right at home on your wall, and that's exactly what we're trying to accomplish as well with all of our products. And have you um... – so it's it's ironic, but my wife actually hates smart home stuff, <laughs> and I'm you know trying to do my best to promote smart home stuff. And I think and I understand why. It's because she hears me yelling at Alexa all the time, um, and it, which isn't fun. So I think this is exciting because you can almost choose how you want to interact with it. You can interact. She would just use the switch. Um, You're or exactly the, right, Jason. Yeah. Because. You know, so many people are in the same uh, position or category as your wife in that yeah. the concept of ordering everything around with your voice isn't appealing to a lot of people. We've had a yeah. ton of feedback because that's one of the first things that, that, you know, some people will say, well, can't Alexa do that? Can't Alexa do that? Alexa can do a few of the things, but do you really want to have to tell your home every time you want to turn on the lights or every time you want to take any type of simple action? And, you know, in some cases, like with our device, we can create uh, combinations of actions um, where you could press a single button or say a single command and do, you know, in the evening, lower the window shades, lock the doors, close the garage door, dim the lights, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, having to do each of those with a separate voice command, but also just having to do, you know, being basically required to do it with a voice command as opposed to having the option to touch something. You know, we've, we've just received so much positive feedback um, revolving around that feature alone, just having the ability to touch something to enable an action like we used to be able to do with a light switch. Yeah, I think it's genius because as much as she hates hearing me yell at, at, at Alexa, she hates me fiddling with my phone to try and, for three minutes, to try and turn off the light in the, in the bedroom when she's trying to go to bed. Um, Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, my uh, Alexa just went off. Um, Alexa, turn off the timer. <laughs> Three-minute timer canceled. <laughs> you can't even say the word. This is amazing. Exactly. Uh, do you listen to – side note, do you listen to um, – there's an amazing podcast, um, hometech.fm. It's the guys from if – you, if you can't, check it out. It's hometech.fm. And they do an amazing uh, podcast, and and uh, they have a great Slack group, too. I, and one of the guys is in Florida, in Fort Myers. You, and you're out of Tampa, right? That's or correct. Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And um, every time they say the A word, I'm not going to say it, <laughs> um, they they ding. They do, I don't know if they do it in re, like physically or if they add it in, in editing, but they ding so it doesn't do what we just did. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's a great podcast. Um, and but then also like, yeah, because did you see the Simpsons one where there's a no, Simpsons I didn't. Ep- yeah, the episode where they mess with everybody's device by saying that's the word repeatedly. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, and that really goes to show you how, what a phenomenon it really has become. And yeah. you know, because honestly, that wasn't really their intention. Um, yeah. initially w- for the device itself. It was meant to be a smart speaker in a way that you could easily, you know, um, order devices from Amazon, right, or order, you know, things from Amazon. And, and yeah. just like when the iPhone came out and they opened up to developers the ability to develop apps, um, 
you know, they, they did the same thing. They, they opened up to developers the ability to develop skills, right, Alexa skills. And yeah. so these smart home device makers thought, oh, this is perfect for us. Now we've got this, this gateway to be able to get our devices voice controlled uh, without having to actually add voice control to our devices. And it, and it has really become a phenomenon from that standpoint. But now you've got a new uh, issue to deal with in that it's not necessarily, and while there might be an Alexa skill available for you know every you know a lot of devices out there, um, there there's a there's a running catalog somewhere of the number of Alexa skills out there, and and so we, now we've almost got Alexa skill overload, and that there are so many, and you have to remember the keyword to launch each, right? So that's kind of becoming a little bit of an issue in and of itself. So that's again another reason why we feel like it's a nice thing to have Atmos and a, and a super simple screen that you can look at and a user interface you can look at it you know, and do exactly what you want to do quickly without having to remember the right word to do it with. Yeah, I like it. Um, so with, are you, is it, it's how, where's it storing the data? Is it storing it locally? Is it storing it in the cloud? And then how are you doing with security? How are you working that? Okay, good questions. Um, as far as data storage is concerned, there's not a lot of data for us to store. The The primary data that we um, keep track of is your smart home configuration. And the reason for that, obviously, is because let's say you have a Philips Hue uh, set of light bulbs in the kitchen and then you've got some LifeX bulbs in the dining room. And it needs to know how to communicate with those devices. So at the setup stage, you basically tell it what, what kinds of devices you have, where they're located, and so forth, so that you can just walk into the kitchen and say, turn on the lights, um, or touch the button to turn on the lights, etc. So the System configuration is the primary data that we store. That is all stored uh, locally, um, and that is the plan. You know, it might change at some point uh, as as we continue development and evolving the system. But for now, um, the smart home, the main smart home control system, is kind of the uh, gatekeeper and holder of all that data. And then, uh, when you ask about security, um, we for Communication that's wireless in nature that's going to go over Wi-Fi, let's say, uh, we utilize industry standard uh, SSL, TLS uh, type encryption. Um, it's 256-bit, so it's very, very secure from that standpoint. Um, and then inside the home from device to device, in some cases we've developed a pri uh, proprietary technology that actually talks from the main control device or main control hub out to the individual, let's say, light switches over the electrical wiring in your home. Um, and it's, a, like I said, a proprietary technology we've developed. We know that Wi-Fi over the electrical wires um, has been around for a little while. This is something that's different than that, a little more robust, um, and something that's more uh, similar to an industrial control environment. Yeah, how does the – so it works with normal the, – the light switch works with normal lights. How, is there a plug that then you plug it in, or how does that work? So the light switch then would install into the location where you already have a standard light switch, right? So you've got a standard oh, okay. light switch. You take that one out. You you take the wires out. Obviously, turn the breaker off first. <laughs> Make sure yeah. you're careful. And, <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you um, you know attach the wires to our switch, and then so it's, uh -huh. it's literally a drop-in replacement for a standard um, existing light switch. Um, uh -huh. But it becomes smart um, 
you know, by the fact that it's got a touch screen, it's got a microphone and so forth um, to be able to take voice commands um, as well as, you know, uh, display any anything that you'd request out of the Atmos system on the screen at the time. And then does it – do you switch out the plug, the outlet, um, where the, the device would be plugged in or um, – Well, I, I guess I'm referring more to traditional lights oh, yeah. that are installed in your ceiling or, oh, or right. in a chandelier or something like that. So, you know, traditional light, lighting locations. Uh -huh. um, no, there is no plug to change out anywhere. You know, if, if your light switch was already controlling a – um, an outlet in your home, and you've got a lamp plugged into that outlet, then it's going to – that configuration would stay exactly the same. Nothing's going to change there. I get it because I was thinking the dummy solution, which is currently the solution, which are these plugs. But, yes. it, yeah, you're – it's working through – yeah, through the, the existing lights in your house built in. Wow, that's cool. Well, cool. I, uh, I'm excited. I'm going to check it out, and um, I can't wait to do it um, to see if the wife – is <laughs> interested. Exactly. Um, yeah, this is going to take some convincing. But uh, will you, if I can, will you do one more, um, one more plug for your what you're currently doing, the the crowdfunding, and how much are you raising? We are uh, hoping to raise somewhere in the realm of. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Are you able to edit this at all? Um. It, I, I I can, but I wasn't going to. So if, if you if you can't if you don't want to say for legal reasons, that's totally. There, cool. there, there are actually legal reasons. The SEC yeah, yeah. regulates what I'm allowed to say, and I was about to say it, and I forgot Good. that I'm not allowed Good. to. Good. The SEC does not allow me to state outside of the crowdfunding platform um, the amount that we are attempting to raise, but all the information is readily available on the crowdfunding platform. So um, if you go to startengine.com forward slash atmos. All of the Ray's information is there. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'll check it out. And um, good luck. This is exciting. Um, hopefully we'll hear – well, we will hear a lot more from you about all the great things you're doing. Hopefully I'll have you back on to, um, to do an update. And, um, yeah, congratulations. Thank you very much, Jason. I appreciate you having me on today. Oh, no problem. And take care. All right. You too, Jason. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.